see right now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. Let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboy fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this Oh, team. I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball, they try very hard to ruin it. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it to his face. This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Welcome to the big football show as our new, well, we have a new addition to our panel today. I'm Mac, your host, Jack, your co-host, Jim Jeffcoat, of course, our legend, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion, and we've added Sonia Pearson for all things football from a lady's perspective. Good morning, everybody out there. Good morning, guys. How are you doing today? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, all right, there you go. We all can talk. That's great. great. Right. So, so we're, I like this. We're you know why up. I like the show? Because Jack doesn't talk as much as he normally does. And I, that's yes. Yes. you've been watching the way the Jets have been playing. What do I have to talk about? Come on. <laughs> you talk about the Knicks. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy because uh, my team's not playing this week, so I can't lose. And uh, I can just sit back and enjoy the rest of the shows um, and the games. Listen, uh, Thursday night, Jim and Sonia, uh, Dallas plays a really good team. Well, I say really good team. The playoff con contender, anyway, the Seattle Seahawks. Jim, you were at the show. Why don't you take us through what your thoughts were of the game, how Dallas played? I, I, I would say the Dallas offense carried the game, that uh, carried the team that game. And I would agree. Um, they exposed some things. And, you know, Deron Bland is still a second-year player, and he's playing against – an exceptional receiver. And I that was my fair playing Seattle because you got three real big-time receivers for Seattle. And when they put Metcalf on them, as you noticed, as the game progressed, they moved Gilmore over on Metcalf because Bland was struggling with him. And they know how now they know how to attack Bland for the rest of the season. But there's not very cheap. Philly has two big-time receivers. Miami has two big-time receivers, but there are not a lot of teams that have that exceptional talent at that position. And their running game, Seattle's running game, really hurt them because they weren't as effective as, they, as they've been all year. Yeah, both their starting – well, their top two running backs were out. Yeah. Uh, they, they, listen, the third the third running back did pretty good. I mean, he caught a, a nice – uh, screen pass. I think he scored a touchdown there, but he's nowhere close to to Walker, the other guy that. that no, no, no. And then Pollard played the best he's played all year. I thought. I thought. Jim, there was a little controversy the last play of the game, and I don't understand this for the life of me. Seattle to sign the play where they weren't going to block Micah Parsons. I I don't get. Yes, it. I think it was a screen play. If I'm correct, it looked like a screen play, and then we're going to let him go, and hopefully. They would have made the play. But uh, well, did you notice that Geno, uh, Geno Smith is digressing instead of progressing? Yeah, that last it. play, he just threw the ball down practically in the dirt. I mean. Yeah. Well, he's he's injured. He's got that bad that bad arm, that that, uh, that bruised bicep on his throwing arm. So he's kind of declined uh, in the last couple of weeks. Sonia, 
When you look at when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, it's all about normally their defense. Their offense really shined. But if Lockett, Jim was there, if Lockett doesn't drop that pass, Seattle might have gotten another touchdown there. What were your thoughts on the game? I was going to bring up Lockett. It's, it's funny, great minds think alike. Um, I, I thought that Lockett looked a little bit, at least in myself, familiar to how he used to look. But there were some elements there that I felt like there were some mistakes, one being the the almost drop pass that could have resulted in a loss. Um, I think Dallas actually did not play their best on Thursday night. I think what happened was Seattle played better than people had initially thought. And so um, Dallas Dallas was, you know, called to the table, so to speak, as to their offense and their defense meshing up to see if they could put both together for a great production on the field. But um, I think if those two teams – met again with different circumstances, um, perhaps, you know, being in Seattle as well, I think that we would have a different outcome. Sonia, that's blasphemy. drop a few balls, so a few catchable balls. It was an issue with Lockett last year. Yeah. It's like horseshoes. It only came. That's the only thing that counts when it's close. If you don't do it, you don't get it. Good this morning, is the highlight of my show is going to be coming up soon, the Patriot Report. <laughs> good, good morning, Rick. Glad to have you aboard. He welcomes Sonia, as we all do. And let's welcome aboard now TGI Sports Talk host Keith Angle. Mm-hmm. Keith, before we get to your, your team, um, let's, let's talk about uh, college football uh, yesterday. Some very, very exciting games. Um before you go there, before you go there, Mac, I want to say good morning and say good morning to Sonia. And I, I heard you say uh, great minds think alike. I think it's great that there's like a great mind on the show. Finally, that's like one. <laughs> oh, Thank wow. you. Good morning. Wow, we, okay. we were buddies. That just is right, so. So as you see, I have a mute button here that I can use. Anytime Keith says that again, he will be muted. Um, Keith, oh, I included myself. That doesn't matter. You don't have to group us in all together under under one umbrella, Keith. Um, So college football, (laughs) Alabama wins. Georgia comes back. They miss a key field goal as it bounces off the upright. Um, You know, so so you have Alabama winning 27-24. Oregon loses to Washington for a second time by three points. Michigan, of course, beats Iowa. We knew that was coming. Texas kind of beats up on on um, on Oklahoma State. Uh, Florida State beats Louisville sixteen to six. I mean, this is what people were worried about: Alabama winning. Now there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of a question of who the final four should be. Friday, Huge. you told me who who you thought was deserving to be in there. Can you can you do you still feel the same way today? Absolutely. I, Florida State's going to get screwed today. I'm almost positive. And I think it's uh, an abomination that they go through a major conference schedule, undefeated conference champion. And according to ESPN's predictions today, they will finish sixth in this poll behind Georgia. Ridiculous. And they got Texas and Alabama in. But Keith, do, don't you look at the strength of schedule? They do. But yeah, but I mean... <laughs> To me, this if you're an undefeated conference, power conference champion, you need to be in. This will be a question after this year, but yes. this yes. has never happened. They have never, ever put a one-loss team in over an undefeated conference 
power conference champion ever. This will be the first time ever if they do it. If not, if they if the three undefeated teams so, are in so, as they should be, it comes down to Alabama and Texas, and I'm putting Texas in because they beat Alabama. That was early in the year, Keith. I, I don't think Alabama was as good in the beginning as they are now. But Keith, give us no doubt. Give us give us your four, and we're gonna go around. We're gonna go around, and we're gonna we're gonna ask everybody who they think should be in the final four. So Keith, your four teams are Michigan one, Washington two, uh, Texas three three, and Florida State four. Jack, who would be your four teams if you who you think should be in there representing, you know, who the best of the best is in NCAA? Well, Jack, I didn't mute you. You muted yourself. So nearly the same as Keith, Michigan, Washington, Texas. I would put Georgia in defending champions. Wow, you, lose you, you lose one close game this year. That shouldn't ruin the season. You'll you lose have one to win your conference. close game and you get upset. That Georgia should be, and as defending champions, that should carry some weight. You got to work out win your conference. You can't put second place I, finish ahead of winners. I just don't like you put Ohio a, State whole, a whole season is ruined. You get upset one game, you lose by three points. So your season but goes you, up in flames. Come on, Keith, you just Keith, this, but you got you is, got them in over the team that beat them. Keith, this is not the debate show, Keith. All right, we're asking anybody's oh, opinion. I, I, I'm sorry, I guess. Jim, who who would be who would be your four? <laughs> Number one is Michigan. Number two is Washington. Number three is Texas. And I think uh, Keith mentioned this earlier. I think Florida State's going to get screwed, and they're going to go without that one. I I I could see that. Sonia, who do you got? So similar to some of you all, however, I will mix Georgia in there. I have Michigan as number one. Um, I definitely have Washington, um, the Texans as well. Excuse me, Texas. Um, that's where I switched Georgia in because Texas is also has lost one game. And then Florida State um, to round it out would be my top four. Well, to me, I think it should be the four best teams. That's what I think that are left out of the six-year pick and there's no doubt Michigan's in there Washington State belongs in there there's no doubt about that but I think Alabama and Georgia are better than Texas and Florida State right now and to me you want to put the four best teams in there to me those are the four best teams so uh, that would be my four so you're nullifying the win of Texas over yes. Alabama yeah because because I don't think Texas is as good as Alabama right now I don't think they I disagree no? Okay. All right. That's, I mean, that's to be good. honest, we we all but could have Ohio in there because they were better matched against Michigan when they played them, but they just ended up losing the game. I mean, what do you guys think? Well, yeah, Keith, um, I think that if Michigan, if you think Michigan is the best team in the country, they just barely got by Ohio State. So shouldn't Ohio State join them? That you know, there has to be a winner. There has to be a loser of a game like that. So we going to discard Ohio State because they lose, you know, by three points, uh, a classic game against Michigan. I think so Keith got mad at us a little. I think, I think Keith <laughs> got mad at, at our predictions a lot. He didn't so. like that 
Mac, you're I've never seen Keith Lee. Georgia. Lee. <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. Well, hopefully, hopefully he comes back in. Yeah, um, we'll be. And, I, I'll mute myself so to make sure. Why do we only have four teams? Shouldn't it be expanded to eight teams? It is next year. It I is mean, next year. Why was we done? Hey, Jack. Jack. Mac, I can, we don't. Mac, we don't. Mac, so we don't want Keith. We don't want Keith to get mad and leave again. So Keith, all right. No, so, so anyway, so uh, so Keith. Okay, you're the expert. So I, I, I have a feeling you're right. It's about Florida State because because of the quarterback, and maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong. I don't know. Uh, but it will be a lot better next year when they have hey, the eight teams. In. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? To Florida State, the Florida State point specifically. Doesn't it say something that a team is able to go out there and win with their third-string quarterback who has had no snaps at all? It, it's, it tells me that team is a very good team and deserves a chance to play for this championship. Yeah, has, maybe, there maybe. Not, has there ever not been an SEC team in the college uh, football playoffs? Not since it's been four, no. No. No, there you go. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what the uh, and who's who's deciding this? Is it is it the coaches that decide this, or is it the there's a, the NCAA? There's a committee? There's a playoff committee appointed by the playoff committee. All right, so we'll find out definitely probably what by by today. Oh. I think we'll find actually out. it's in it's in Texas in Irving. Where it's they at noon. It's a, yeah, it's at noon today, and uh, you know this is a committee appointed by the NCAA, so you can. And I sure know where the office is. You know my son. So what do you think? <laughs> Let uh, me ask a well, Jim, question quickly. Which are the best four college teams for television ratings? Strictly television ratings that would create the biggest buzz. Forget about the merit, whether they deserve to be in or not. That is well, Washington wouldn't, Washington wouldn't be in then, right? I mean, it would be Probably Texas. Be in. No, Texas but Washington gets the West Coast. That's yeah. what So they would get all the West Coast. Mm. Um, Texas would get Southwest. And Alabama, Georgia would get the Alabama, South. Georgia, and Texas would be who they pick if they wanted strictly yeah. television ratings, which they want anyway. Which is why Florida State's probably going home. All well, right. they're not going so, home. So, but. so, Keith, let's let's talk about your your team, the Patriots, going up against uh, the Chargers. Um, you know, the Chargers—they've been having problems. They're not their record isn't that good either. Herbert uh, is a. a a yardage machine, right? He's, he, he throws for a lot of yards, doesn't have a lot of wins under his belt, has never won a playoff game. Uh, in fact, they lost, I think it was to the Jags last year. The Jazz came back and beat him. They blew a huge Bill Belichick, lead. Bill Belichick normally takes away the best player as far as a wide receiver goes. So Keenan will probably be the one he takes away. Most likely. Uh, I guess I, I'm amazed that this team is as bad as they are. Uh, I, say, I say it a week in, a week out. They've got talent on both sides of the football. They've got a really good quarterback, and this thing's going. They're, they're this is a team that's going to get blown out, uh, blown up after the end of this season, uh, as far as the coaching staff goes, and maybe some of the players. But um, they're a big favorite for being a road uh, team. Patriots probably haven't been a five point favorite, five and a half point dog, excuse me, at home in about uh, thirty years, probably. So, so what what does the Patriots have to do to beat him, Keith? Same thing always. Run the take care of the football. I mean, first of all, right, and run they run the football and then they stop running the football. They ran the ball really well last year, last week. Really they took nearly five yards of carry, and then they get away from it. 
maybe Bailey, you're going to well, Bailey Zappi's starting. We know that. Malik Cunningham was activated uh, yesterday for this game as well. So I would expect to see some packages uh, and see him at times today. So at least we'll get to see what he can bring to this team. The big, bigger problem is the wideouts are, are all hurt. Uh, Mario Douglas, who's played very well. Pop Douglas, who you loved in the in preseason, Mac, uh, who's played very, very well the last month, uh, is now he's out today, and Booty's out today. So again, there's very few places to go with the football for Billy Zappi, and the and the uh, the offensive line is a mess as it is every week. And that's the question I was going to ask you, Keith. How are they going to contain Khalil Mack? That's they, gonna be difficult. I have no idea what their plan is there. And uh yeah, I mean you may have to keep a back in to help out, but is a back gonna help on Cleo Mack? I mean, I don't really know that that's gonna be effective either. And oh by the way, Zeke's questionable today too. I don't know if he's gonna play or not. So he's a game time decision. Well, you feel I would figure they would chip him with the with the tight end or uh you know, maybe run at him a little bit. The running game's gonna be a will be running around a lot today, I would predict. He will be One thing I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, I, I know you're not a big fan of Zappy. Um, I, I just think Zappy gets rid of the ball a lot quicker and he throws a lot, a lot more harder, I should say, maybe more arm strength. I'm not sure. It just looks like Mac Jones, uh, his arm strength or, or whatever. I don't know how he throws those little loopy passes to the sidelines. I don't know why he throws those. Well, he's, he, well, there's that, there's that. And he's also is, he's, he's, we talked about it Friday and last week, he's got the yips and he holds the ball too long. Uh, a lot of times, and you're right. He, Bailey gets the ball out. It's not always to the right team, but you know, at least he gets rid of the football. <laughs> oh Lord! Well, well, hey, listen, I, I I have no problem giving you uh, our quarterback. You can have our quarterback, and and we'll take Zappy. Daniel Jones? I'll make that yeah, move. Right. Not Daniel Jones. You know the way. Yeah, you have to beat him. Yeah, you have to beat him. We'll trade you straight up for that. Um, so Keith. You're right now you're in second place. I had to adjust my uh, my uh, uh, records under Jack's careful scrutiny as he does to me every week. So right now you're in second place, Keith. Um, let's see, you're at. Uh, I want to recap the end of the year. 27, 18, and three. Are we winning some money if we're in first place for this? Do you? Yeah, sure. I'll give you as much money as you want, Jim. Just just send me a send me a bill. Uh, I was told my so total Keith, salary for coming on the show would be doubled if I win. So that's yeah, it. sure. We're I'm looking to win. I'm looking to get a few extra picks for forty years. I'm getting them from Jim because Jim's out of contention, so I think he'd want to build for next year. Give me a couple of his picks. I have a couple of extra selections. Enjoy it, Jack. You should enjoy it. You, next you year, sure I'm you going want, you, wait, wait a minute. Are you sure you want Jim's picks? Are you sure about that? I, yeah, I don't know. No, he means. I really don't care. Eight of my picks for two years down the line. Just like a box. Just like a box. Exactly. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I'm like, well, what do I get then if I come on and just start winning? I mean, I came in kind of late. That is true. Well, you won't be counted towards the total, but we'll keep track of your weekly picks to see how you're doing against the rest of us. So, Keith, what do you got with your top three favorites and your underdog league? All right. Today we'll go with the Dolphins. All right. We'll go with the Chiefs. Okay. 
Interesting. And we'll stick with the Jaguars, who have been very good to me this year. All right. And the underdog for me is easy because somebody knows something I don't know. How are the Eagles an underdog at home? I will take the Eagles all day long. I thought about the Patriots in that spot, but then I sobered yeah, up and said, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you left, you left the, the brewery and said, ah, well, let me, let me, let me. did make a good point. If it's a close game at the end, Staley normally screws things up. That's a good point. Good point. If this, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Belichick hasn't been, Belichick hasn't been doing so great at the end of the game either. So I mean, I, it could be a, it could be, a, yeah, it could be like a even Steven thing. So uh, Keith, I know you got another show coming up. Keith Angle, TGI Sports, will be doing a stream of consciousness uh, coming up soon. So get a chance to go over there and check him out. Keith, as always, it's great having you on. Uh, I know you might not be on Friday. Hopefully, you can make it in. But yeah. Uh, Go ahead. I won't know. I probably won't know the last minute. So you can send me the invite. I'm going to be in okay. mountain time zone uh, Friday morning, flying back home at some point. I can't remember my flight right now, but uh, I'll try and pop in if I can. Where are you headed to? No more no more cruises this year, right? No, this is work. I'll be in Colorado for a couple of days, and then we have some offices in Utah that I'm going to go visit uh, for you the rest of the Colorado. You'll love it. Yeah, I've been out there. and play, I love playing golf in Colorado. Jim. Oh, yeah. That's you golf. become a big hitter. Yeah. yeah, everybody's a big hitter in Colorado. Yeah, and, and by the way, I get to see my brother who lives in Utah, and he lives uh, about a half, uh, I'm sorry, a quarter of a mile from, I had the same boss for 20 years, not to tell you a long story, but I got a new boss 20 years ago, or two years ago, and he lives a quarter of a mile from my brother in Utah. Shocking. Wow. Wow, yeah. That's great. So I get to see my brother for a couple of days as well. That'll be Very, great. very, very cool. All right, Keith. Have a great one. Thanks for stopping in, and uh, good luck with your Patriots today, buddy. Okay, guys, have a great Sunday. All right. Have a good day. Good to meet you, Sonia. Good to meet you, too. Thanks. See you later. All right. So Keith Angle from TGI Sports joining us every Friday and every Sunday. He was on the debate show with us yesterday, which was very interesting. I don't want to get into it, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun we had there. Keith did a real good job. Um, So we've got – We've got the Patriots and the Chargers coming up. We've got a we've got a, a couple interesting games. I'm gonna get to it uh, uh, right now. Let's get to a couple of games because we've got a lot real busy show coming ahead, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on them. Um, I don't know if we should let's not do the picks right now. We'll, we'll, we could double up on it. It's, it's no big deal. Um, so let's talk about the Colts in Tennessee. I think they're both at four and six. Am I saying it right? Four and six, both of them. So uh, no, Colts no. Are- Six and five in the uh right. at four they're and both seven. Six and five. Okay, no, no, they're no, no, right? Tennessee is four and seven. All right. Okay. So uh Tennessee Titans uh up against the uh Indianapolis Colts. Colts, of course, with the rookie quarterback. Um, I don't know. I guess he's doing okay for a rookie. I mean, he's not well no, that's Minshaw. So that's the rookie good. got hurt. Good morning, Jason. But Minshaw, yeah, man. Anthony uh, Richardson's been out a while. Richardson's been out for a while. Yeah, quite That's a while. I'm getting mixed up. I'm getting mixed up. I'm getting mixed up. You're thinking of Texans. Yes. No, I'm no, I'm thinking of Levitz. Levitz, who uh, who's you're thinking Tennessee? Oh, you're talking about Levitz with Tennessee. He's been doing. He's been doing so so. Let's let's not get carried away with Will Levitz. 
He's, you All know, right. he's learning. Don't tell me he's their quarterback of the future. Maybe he is. But I'll tell you yeah. what's interesting, them elevating Levis in his rookie year above Malik Willis, who had right. one extra year on him and was a third-round draft pick. That says a lot about Willis maybe going forward that Mike Graber would make him the guy to replace Ryan Tannenhill. Well, 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 before we get to the picks, let me ask you about what you think about Flacco starting for Cleveland. I, I almost forgot about that. Hi, Jason. I <laughs> like that Flacco is starting. Um, I, I like the fact that they got him and he got elevated from the practice squad real quick and that he's. we're going to see him today. Um, to me, that's exciting that they just didn't put him on the shelf and, you know, forgot him. He hasn't been out of the league that long, but um, with the quarterback carousel that's been going on up there, I think he'll, you know, afford some stability to that offense coming into today's game. Well, Jack probably going to tell you is Flacco was at the Jets and he wasn't very good. No, he was, awful. he was awful. Flacco has very little left. The good thing about Flacco, he'll know how to run an offense. Okay, he'll come in, he's experienced, he knows what to do. There's not much left with Flacco. He's not the quarterback you remember from a lot of years ago with the Ravens, nowhere near there. The I mean, maybe the break that he got was was what he needed. I mean, he's been out for a little bit. Maybe he just needed to rest his body. Um, I know he's not going to be, you know, Flacco from his Baltimore days, um, but I, I just believe that that break that he got would, you know, allow him to physically kind of, get himself back together and mentally and that he'd probably just be so glad to be back in the league that, you know, he may surprise us all. Yeah. Good morning, Jims. But the biggest thing is having Justin Jefferson back. He's activated today. So that's going to help him. I was getting to that next. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We're, greedy. Crap. We're going from Cleveland to Minnesota. Right, right. Flacco, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Black. Even though Flacco, I wouldn't be surprised he's on the Vikings next year as a backup. <laughs> right. Speaking about the purple from Baltimore, that's yeah, what we're yeah. all. Speaking about no. the Ravens colors. Yeah. Sonia brings up a point because Cleveland has a Super Bowl defense, right? And and their running game is mm. is is very good. If they, if they got a quarterback that just can run the offense right. and and experience, that might that might help Cleveland. I don't think that makes them a Super Bowl team, but it no. does make them a Definitely better not. team, right? Yeah, you do make a point, but they're. Uh, the Rams are a four-point favorite. Yes, I just don't have a lot yes, of confidence in the Rams right now. They've they've not looked that good this entire season. They definitely don't look like they did last year. Um, in my opinion, I just I just don't see it. I mean, they may be a four-point favorite, um, and I think that is probably because of the quarterback issues that are coming into today's game that Vegas just put up that points. You know, but you they're know? playing in L.A. and the last couple of weeks, the Rams have been playing better. But I agree with you with everything you've said. You know, Jim, you could indirectly relate to this. The Rams won a Super Bowl two years ago, and they seem long in the tooth now, two years later. Is there enough left? You went to a Buffalo Bill team that was a couple of years removed from a Super Bowl, even though you weren't on that Bill team. They were like a little long in the tooth, but they did have enough left to post maybe somewhat of a threat are the rams mm -hmm. the same like are, are the rams the worry about with the rams is you got stafford you have uh puka and you have cup but what else do you have right now and that's the thing and we always said this they sold their soul to get that super bowl 
They did, but they do, have a de- they do have a decent running game too, Jim, and their defense is not yeah. bad either. I mean, listen, but that's, that's, their defense is getting long in the two. That's a, but that's a solid team. Again, they're not a Super Bowl team. Yeah, they're any, solid. Any, no, I agree. They beat Seattle before the uh, Cowboys did. I yes. think they're capitalizing on that defense a lot. I think that Stafford is starting to look like he did in Detroit before he was traded. I think the hypeness that was originally around him when they switched him out, um, you know, and he came out west with McVay and everything. I think that that honeymoon phase is kind of fizzling if it's not already okay. over. And they're relying on their defense quite a lot. Like, um, like you know, they say defense wins championships, but at some point you got to put points on the board. I would agree. So, so uh, Puka uh, has been playing out of his mind. I mean, he, when Cup got hurt, he took you know he 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 took the reins again. Again, Cup got hurt, and again he's the he's a, he, he turns on the reins and and becomes uh, one of the better receivers in the league. Now, rookie of the year and the NSC, does Puka does Puka win that on offense? Yes, or just, uh, overall offense, offense. He's pretty darn close. Who's, I mean, he's he's played well. If he can stay consistent as the season progresses, this last half of the season. Yeah, I, I mean, how think... is and <laughs> NFC? Because yeah, is a lock to be rookie of the year overall. Right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I agree with that too. So, so but anyway, so has had a good year too. The receiver. Who's that? The kid at Minnesota. Oh, what's his name from USC? Oh, Jordan Addison. Yeah, he's had a heck Addison. of a year. Addison's had a heck of a year since when Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson now, yeah, yeah. picked up. Yeah. One more question for you before Robert comes out. We'll do the picks later. Watson has come up, came up big for KC last week. Is that the receiver that they've been missing? The team uh, with their with their with their great tight end. I mean, is that the receiver that they've been looking for? Uh, to team up to be a, another threat besides Kelsey. Sonia? I still am not sold. I'm a Kelsey fan with the numbers and everything, and I just think that he was a good fill-in, but I don't think he's the tight end answer that they need. I think there's no fit at this present moment like Kelsey. He he meshes really good with Mahomes, and I just feel like sometimes it's not necessarily the numbers you put up on your own, but it's got to be a team effort. And there's nothing like that quarterback tight end duo out in Kansas City. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I would comment that. But, uh, guys, this should have been Kadarius Tony's opportunities, giving more guys like that to step up and be Patrick Mahomes' main target, you know, going forward. And it's like the Chiefs are doing wide receiver by committee. You know, can, can that work? And can they win a Super Bowl that way? I think Patrick Mahomes is so great, they might actually get away with it. The really great number one receivers are different. And you can argue that. But if you look at any team, when you got a number one receiver, they're different players. Look at what's happening with uh, CeeDee Lamb. Look at what's happening. Philly's got two number one receivers. And that makes them dangerous. You look at what's Seattle. They have two, three, really, that could be number yeah. one kid, and the Smith kid, and Metcalf. And they make it, they make it, I mean, those guys are different, because they can make plays at any time. And you know, Jim, one elite receiver puts the whole defense on notice. Yep. I mean, if you have two of them, and you can't double team one, 
I mean, it puts the whole defense, you know, the schemes and everything are different. Yeah, Diggs in um, Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. You can say that for most teams. That's why yeah. when Carolina traded, traded DJ Moore, that was the biggest issue they had. I was just thinking that right in my head. I literally was just thinking, like, we traded our only – real weapon honestly as far as receivers and that's why we're in the market now to try to find some mm-hmm. i would agree and you know then we have a draft i don't know how we're gonna get one. well you, you give it you know you're playing into max hands because he hates strikes young and max basically saying you see i told you so i know he's more to draft picks and uh so the uh, music means one thing folks our big story breaker, our big story cover, Robert Butler is waiting to come on board. And we got Robert with a big, big NFL stories. What's hey, up, Robert? Morning, Robert. How are you doing today, buddy? Hi, Robert. Good morning. <laughs> All right. So, so Robert, as you yeah. see, we have a new member of the panel. So, Sonia Pearson uh, is joining Sonia. us uh, every, every <laughs> Sunday morning. So, morning. Robert, let's, let's start it off. With uh, Sonia's favorite team and her favorite owner, uh, has a bizarre press conference, and uh, it's right after he fires half the coaching staff, almost. So, what did you make of that that press conference uh, by by the owner? Yeah, he's 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 taking ownership of the Bryce Young draft. I think in the back of his mind, he's not really sure if Young's going to work out, and he's just saying, "Look, I take full responsibility." For, for for drafting Bryce. You know, it kind of reminds me of uh, Cleveland's Jimmy Haslam. And, and I said the same thing about him when he first bought the Browns when he was going through coaches. A uh, little bit more stability now with Stefanski. At some point, he's going to have to get football people in there from the general manager perspective and, and scouts and kind of just sit back for a few years just so he can be attractive to more talented candidates i mean why why is somebody gonna you know lift their family up and move across the country for a guy that's, that, that that may uh fire you if he's having a bad day or something so it, it's to get his own reputation up he's gonna have to be patient uh with, with this next few hires here if you ask me the same thing with Haslam. when i, I mean now of course has them the you know organization has settled down a little bit in cleveland it's not perfect but it's better off than it was, say, uh, eight, nine years ago. I think he bought it about 10 years ago. But, Robert, the problem is, is in the NFL, all the coaches' contracts are guaranteed. So if he gets a guy for five years and he does fail like Frank Wright did, then he's going to be guaranteed for those five years in the contract. And he can go work somewhere else. So somebody's going to take the job. Yeah. Yeah, somebody will take the job. I mean, it's, you know, it's retirement money. Uh, I read that Matt Rule's contract, it, it, he still owes him money, but it's mm-hmm. not as up to that $70 million since he took the job. Yes. Uh, it's not fully up to that full extension since he took the job at Nebraska. And that is correct. That yeah. Is correct. Yeah. There was a difference in the monies once they, once they met up with the allocated. It was like Nebraska paid so much of what was there, and so Carolina was off the hook. But in the Frank Wright situation right now, he's making $25,000 a day for the next three years guaranteed until further notice. And, in fact, um, the NFL as a whole has, like, well, and college, I guess, included $8.5 million in coaches they're paying 
that are not coaching. And that is true. You know, I don't know if they're president Al Davis years ago when he fired uh, Mike Shanahan from the Raiders, decided he wasn't going to pay him. And Shanahan never went after the money, never sued him, finally got fed up, you know, because he got a job elsewhere uh, coaching, I believe, uh, coaching the Broncos. And what happens if an owner just decides he's not going to pay a coach? He they can go to court because it's written in the contract. Yeah. yeah. Part of the contract. I will say um, just real quick um, before you carry on, sir, and I appreciate um, the, the press conference also told me that not only did he have um, the backing of Bryce, because if you think about it, um, the general manager and the coach, the former coach, wanted C.J. Stroud. And the owner is the only one that really was after Bryce. And so that's how we got Bryce. And so now that the coach is no longer there and you just have the general manager, um, he's, you know, Tepper is taking the responsibility, but not only is he taking responsibility like, hey, I'm going to develop this quarterback, but also he realizes that this quarterback is sacked quite a bit, that there's a physicality issue. And across the board, like he does not have the tools with the O-line and everybody else to support this quarterback. And so he said that, you know, this is something he's going to take in account and to make sure that Bryce gets what he needs. And even Aaron Rodgers weighed in on this entire thing about the writing off, so to speak, of a first-year quote by Aaron Rodgers' young kid um, mm -hmm. quarterback that you just don't write him off just because of, you know, the lackluster performance, which is totally not on him, but as the result of the team as a whole. Let me just say quickly, referring back to Al Davis, Jamarcus Russell was taken number one overall in the draft. The, the, the Raider coach at the time, Lane Kiffin, did not want Jamarcus Russell. Al Davis insisted on him. And Perfect. owners sometimes get involved. They get over-involved. And uh, you're obviously, Jim, you know Jerry Jones very well, you know, playing under his ownership for all those years. He wanted Johnny Manziel in the worst way, but at least he backed off and allowed his friend. Well, they wanted Randy Moss, too. Unfortunately. Well, it's not because I got Greg Ellis instead, but um, <laughs> and Greg was, but Randy Moss, that's who Jerry wanted too. But you're right. Jerry gives his opinion, but he doesn't say, hey, this is the reason why. And it was smart not taking Mansell. Moss, right. I love Greg Ellis, but I mean, Moss was a different player, but you never know. So, so, so Robert, speaking yeah. of quarterback, I mean, there's a heavy criticism of Josh Allen. The Bills are six and six and six right now, if I'm not mistaken. And again, they lose in overtime. Is 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 the reason that the Bills are six and six Josh Allen's fault? Well, no, I, I think uh, they struggle with the running game uh, with with the actual running backs. It's very similar to the John Elway situation before he got uh, Mike Shanahan. Uh, once once Elway got that running game going. We, we, we know what happened. They won two consecutive uh, Super Bowls. Uh, talked to John Rostano out of uh, – lives out in the uh, Niagara Falls, Buffalo area, and he says, yeah, a lot of people are starting. Like I said, it, it's going to be on McDermott uh, to fix that, and he's probably going to be the fall guy for that, uh, which I think, you know, hey, they got to fix their running game. I mean, this is such an offensive-leaning league. Uh, you've got to have blocking up front. You know, um, so I do think that is. And plus the defense, they didn't hold up. I mean, he had a 10-point lead. What else can Allen do, you know? Yeah. He probably yeah. had the game of the year last week. 
That's true. I, I would agree. I would agree. That, and it seems like, and me and Jack were kind of talking about this with Keith yesterday. Buffalo is always, Buffalo's defense has always let them down from the four Super Bowls they went there, not counting the, the kick, you know, the kick that went wide right. And they got blown out by Washington. They got blown out by Dallas. And, and yeah. you know, and, and against in the championship game, with 13 seconds left, they couldn't stop Kansas City from going down the field. So, I mean, it, it's, it seems to me where well, they had 19 seconds left and they couldn't, they couldn't stop. So it seems to me that Buffalo has always been offensively oriented since I can remember anyway. Uh, I can go back to Joe Ferguson. So, I mean, is it, is it they need a defensive coach, a defensive philosophy, a new defensive coordinator maybe? Mac, I just want to cut in one quick second. Buffalo did have great defensive units during the four Super Bowls. You think, I mean, during those years, you're thinking of the Super Bowl games, but they had top of No one was better than Bruce Smith, Darryl, Tally. That's one player. Really Tally was, was, was okay. <laughs> Tally was all right. They had one player you, you just named. Tally was yeah, decent. But right. uh, McDermott is a defensive coach. He was a coordinator. Yeah. He's always But he's the head coach, coach, too, Jim. Yeah, but he's the head coach, and he's running right. But on the Thursday night game, their offense actually outperformed Philadelphia. They had like 505 yards compared to like 378 from Philadelphia. And even though um, the opener was that Philadelphia had the 100% probability of winning, the numbers said different that that Josh Allen should have had this game in the bag across the board, but he just did not. Yeah. I listen. Yeah, they could get stops I, that particular game, and he was a leading rusher. I mean, it, that defense is getting old too. I mean, it, it, you got a lot of guys coming back from injury. You got Mon Miller, Tre'Davious White's injured again. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Von Miller, we don't know what's going to happen with him with that new arrest he just had, the domestic yeah. violence that the yeah. league is looking into. So that's kind of up in the air right now. The Bills did come out and make a statement that they are looking into it and will follow up. So, um, yeah. He hasn't been yeah. very good effective this year, Von Miller. If you look at He's been it. hurt, right? Wasn't he hurt? Yeah. yeah. He hurt. He's coming back from that knee injury. Yeah. Focusing on his eyeglass line. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Robert, Rogers, yeah. Rogers, has, Rogers has cleared the injured reserve list. I mean, you know, is he going to play this year? It doesn't. Do the Jets have to be in playoff contention for him to come back, or does he just say, you know, we'll wait till next year? Yeah, NFL Network saying this morning that uh, he's still unlikely to play, according to Enrap Report. Uh, yeah, but that, with the way they're lined, it's so bad. It would really be it, it, the risk there uh, of him getting re-injured uh, is highly likely, you know. But maybe. Maybe he wants to carry the momentum. Maybe he feels bad about the situation. I think we talked about this last week of bringing, you know, guys like Alan Lazard. He was a healthy scratch. Uh, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, Randall Cobb. I don't know where he is. I can't even find him in the box either. score. You know. Yeah. I talked to uh, Byron Williams, who yeah. we all know Byron, and he said that there's different types of Achilles injuries, and his might not have been as severe of a tear as in certain – Ways, now, that's what Byron. That's got to be something. That, well, he yeah. supposedly took an innovative surgery, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Can't hardly tell about Rogers. But Rob, isn't this about legacy to Rogers? 
odds are he's going to finish his career with the one Super Bowl. That, those are the odds. But if he should come back from this injury, whenever any other player suffers an Achilles injury, they'll point to Aaron Rodgers as an example of how you can come back yeah. a lot quicker than people think. So this is kind of legacy uh, for him, I think, to come back. Even though the games might be meaningless for the Jets by the time he comes back, if he does, just the idea he'd see action this season is the type of thing that was was never seen before. Yeah, I mean that there's there's some thought into that, you know, and I think his reason for that, I think he feels guilty about bringing all these players over. I think I, you know, you know his own hard knocks, and you know, well, yeah. well first. First, I, I saw the surgery he had. He had some bands that were run through his his in place of his his uh, tendons were replacing his. They were like tight rubber bands, like a, your tendon is a band, right inside you. That's how he's coming back so fast. But if Rogers doesn't come back, and next year say isn't as good as we thought Rogers is is been, can this be the worst trade in NFL history? Yeah, I mean it. It we'll have to wait it out and see. Uh, it's. I don't know. I mean, I don't think they really lost a lot. It's not like they gave up four or five first-round picks. Uh, some are saying maybe the Sean Watson one was. I still say the jury's out on that one. You know, I backed that trade 100% with Watson, even though I know that there was a lot of issues there. Uh, Rodgers, we got to wait and see. At least they're just giving up a second-round pick and not the first-round pick, and they're sitting there in the top. They need a left tackle like nobody's business right yes, now. That's you true. Know? I think you have to look at it, what situation they were in with Zach Wilson. Yeah. They, Zach Wilson was in – he struggled, and Rodgers was – it was a gamble. You got to take gambles sometimes. Well, they are trying to get Rodgers some help next year. I, I heard rumors that the Jets are going to be – Heavenly trying to court Devontae Adams again to reunite him with um, Rodgers in the offseason. Um, of course, they tried before and, and Adams wasn't interested. But I think given the fiasco in Las Vegas and the fact that everything else that goes along with that, I think that he may, you know, actually have a possibility of being reunited with Rodgers next season. And then we may see, you know, Aaron Rodgers back in his norm. But yeah, you also yeah. got to remember, Rodgers is going to be, he's turning 40 if he hasn't yeah. turned 40. All that's, whoo, playing the NFL. Right. I didn't have any, yeah. I played all, I never missed a game until my last year when I was 36 years old. Mm. And when you get up in that upper 30s, 40s, I'm telling you, your body changes because of the pounding and because of just playing professional football. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree I with that. I guess he thinks he's going to be like Tom Brady, who was protected so well by his O-line. But we know yeah. Rodgers has taken some hits. Not Tom didn't take hardly any hits. We know that. He was protected with yes. New England as well as in Tampa. It's just he had and like a aura ref- around him almost. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and by the referees and by the referees who started penalties. Because of yes, their, but they're uh, CNI dogs. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> I'll leave so, the ref alone. They're doing a good job. Oh, I mean, they're doing a hell of a job. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Good point, Jack. Good point. So, Robert, can yeah. Houston stop this Denver uh, winning streak? What are they? Five games now. Yeah, you know, I think I don't know. Houston's injuries are starting to mount for Houston. Remember, they did pick high in the draft for a reason. They really don't have a lot of depth. Uh, Stroud, it, it's it's the rookie of the year is his to lose. 
Looks like they may have Tank Dell back, but they've got some injuries on the back end. I actually think Denver is going to push it to uh, six games and win today. But we'll see. You know, I mean, it's in Houston. It's in Houston. And and, and uh, Stroud, he, I, I know that Dalton Schultz is out today as well, but he, he finds people. He reads the field really well. He really does. But Yeah. Yeah, he'll come to be somebody you never heard of. He'll, he'll hit for – But yeah. when Russell Wilson was having his issues, the one person who never gave up on him, I got to give him credit, is Mac. On that, Russell Wilson's playing really well right now. Yeah, Russell Wilson is managing He has he hasn't been bad this season. Let's not get carried away. I don't want to get pretty long good, He hasn't been playing well. He just hasn't been playing poorly anymore. He's been playing well. Wouldn't you agree, man? Defense has been playing well. That's how they've been I, listen, winning. Listen, I, I I agree with Jack that the defense is the one winning those games. Russell has made some unbelievable throws to win those to to get get them touchdowns in there. But I would agree with Jack. Denver, uh, their defense is one of those games. They, and they yeah, gave and a lesson in his throws. He's running more, guys. He's yeah, running. He and they're, they're running more running attempts. Yes. No, Almost 40 attempts if you add his running in there, too. I, I think they're going to win. Me, too, yeah. Believe it or not, uh, people are actually picking Green Bay to upset Kansas City. What are your thoughts on that, Robert? I don't know. I mean, yeah, Green Bay have really improved over the last few weeks. Uh, Kansas City, I uh, mentioned this last week, this Rashid Rice, uh, 106 yards touchdown last week. You're starting to see some chemistry there with, with him and, and Mahomes. If you force these quarterbacks to work with other players, uh, they will eventually, or either that or lose. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Kels is 34. Uh, he's he's been injured already this year, and it, it's it's forcing um, forcing Mahomes to develop develop some type of chemistry there. Plus, uh, their defense. Now, I I, I think uh, Kansas City will probably win and cover. I mean, it's it's right around six points, but it'd be a great game. It feels like yeah. a 24-17 game. Uh, I, in my opinion, I think Jordan Love, on the other hand. Has earned another year. Uh, Green Bay can't take a lot of chances, anyways. At least another year for him, uh, which he's on contract, anyways, and a good number right. there at Green Bay. All right. Well, yeah, Jordan Love has been playing better lately. He cut yeah. down an interception, and that's what they—that's what you got to do to win. I mean, I don't care how great your team is or your quarterbacks are. You start throwing a lot of interceptions, you're probably going to lose the game, uh, unless yeah. you're Philadelphia for some reason. I don't know how they do it. Um, I'm telling you, I never asked—I never asked your predictions. Uh, Robert, who do you think wins? A, we didn't, we haven't even got the final four teams yet. But if you were to go look in your crystal ball, who would be the winner of the uh, championship this year? Yeah, there was a report out of ESPN this morning, guys, folks, that this will be um, pretty interesting. Okay, it's supposed to be Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama, and Florida State's going to be left out. That's going to be very controversial since Florida State's ran the table, but their starting quarterback is out. Uh, so, my, I, uh, you know what? I should have stuck with my preseason predictions because I picked Georgia over Alabama, but preseason I had Alabama over Georgia and Alabama over Michigan to win the national championship. I'll stick with that. Uh, actually, excuse me. Um, that it will it won't go out that way. I'm sorry. Alabama over Washington national championship. According to this ESPN report, it's going to be Michigan and Alabama in the first round. That will be a ratings uh, getter. 
And then in Texas and Washington, uh, Washington's a lot better than people think. I mean, they're, they're physical. They run the ball well. Two big wins. Uh, Michael Penix playing well. Uh, so I, I think it's, uh, yeah, Alabama over Washington. But who knows? It's wide open this year. This is the most open it's been probably in 20 years. <laughs> of course you're going to pick up. You're a ex-Texas. He's a Texas All-American. Come on, Jack. So that's your son. Yeah, that's Jim Jeffcoat's son. Tune in today. Good morning, Jackson. Glad to have you aboard. Oh, okay. Glad to have Great you, year. Great year for you guys on, on in yep. CFL. Yep. Glad you guys couldn't put it away, but great game. And uh, as always, you guys are in there. So that's that's to say so. Is your is your son's team going to become the new Buffalo Bills? That's my question to you, Jim. They've won two Super Bowl. I mean, they've won two Great Cups. They lost the last two. A combination of five points. They lost the right. last uh, so, two years ago. They lost by one point, and last uh, this year, the, uh, yeah, excuse me, a year ago they lost by one point, and this year they lost by four points on the last play. Yes, yes. So, so they the. Jim, uh, if you want to take advice from Byron with your pick, speak to Jackson, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jack wants uh, wants your father to uh, ask you if uh, about the picks that hopefully you can help him out because he's Jack. They heard yeah, I say we get Jackson permission to fill in for Jim, and we'll count it as Jim's pick, <laughs> like like a backup, like a backup quarterback. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's there's Jim's there's backup. backup. Jim's on injured reserve one week with, <laughs> with the pick, and oh Jackson comes in for him. Oh my yes. goodness. So Robert has no idea what the hell we're talking about. Robert, um, one last. Well, let's talk a little about USFL XFL is merging. Yeah. Uh, so so does does that save? I, I I know that they have television contracts, especially uh, the USFL. Yeah. Does that save them? Uh, does that make them more uh, better as as far as a solid foundation for them to continue? I, I mean, to me, that the stadiums are empty. The only reason why they're on is because they're being backed up by. Uh, uh, by what is it? Fox is carrying him, Jim. I know you know this better yes. than me. Fox and then, uh, XFL. Uh, yeah, ESPN and Fox, right, Robert? Yeah, right. yeah. I know Fox. Uh, I think they own a portion. They did. The They're XFL, selling the franchises. The XFL, yeah. They're selling the franchises. Yeah, it. it, it I mean, I certainly hope so, folks. I, I think that maybe they should push the start dates back a little bit. Uh, give us a break from actual live football, go into the offseason, push it closer towards the summertime, something of that nature. Uh, the Arena League was really good uh, when, when they had it in the summertime. Uh, so it remains to be seen. I know The Rock is the face of it, and uh, he's he's you know promoting as much as he can. Uh, it's a wait-and-see approach. We've had players. Didn't we have a cowboy come out of uh, one of those leagues here yeah, recently? Yeah. Turpin. It Tur- yeah, the, Turpin, yeah, yeah. Turpin. So it, it's yeah, the Giants, the Giants, had, um, the, the Giants, Davis Bryant was uh, yeah, the Giants, the Giants, starting, the yeah. Giants starting quarterback is from the USFL, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, oh really? Tanya said PJ Walker, so that is yes. correct. Yes, yes, PJ Walker, of PJ course, was yeah. awesome. Yeah, so he was. You know, it's going to take some patience and and, and someone, uh, a group of people, per se, in air quotes, with deep pockets 
because yeah. it's, it's not going to just blow up overnight. It, we have to develop new uh, habits for, for the sports fan. And uh, I, it's 50-50, Mac. It's wishful thinking. I like the extra football. I like yeah. it. Yeah, but from my understanding, it's only going to be eight teams, which would be okay. Okay, yeah, that's well. I mean, it's just budget is something is it's massive. It's a miracle that, that the NFL is what it is today. You yes. know. All right, all right. So, so Robert, give us your your fantasy football team. I mean, people have been making money off this. The Philly sports guy wants me to bring him in early, but he's not coming in early. He's coming in when I say. So go ahead, Robert. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I, I like, uh, although I think Washington will play better today, I do like Tua today. I think he's got a great matchup uh, against Washington there. This is on DraftKings, so these are daily fantasy picks here. Uh, Najee Harris against Arizona. Arizona's coming to Pittsburgh in a early start time. That always helps the running back. And Zach Moss, Jonathan Taylor's out today. The offensive line, that's an example of an offensive line, folks, when you don't have a great quarterback. When you have an excellent offensive line like the Colts do, you can still win games. The Colts are still in it, by the way, mathematically, with mm-hmm. Gardner Minshew. So I think Zach Moss have a good day today. Tyreek Hill uh, may be one of the better plays of the whole day. Uh, now, he's very expensive, but he, he is a must-start. Brandon Ayuk, you know, Philadelphia, that's going to be a huge game today. Uh, they're anywhere from 27 to 28 pass defense. I think IU's going to have a good day today. Uh, George Pickens for Pittsburgh, also uh, two Pittsburgh players. I may regret that, but he's a very cheap player for the money. Uh, for, uh, and, and I've got tight end Logan Thomas for Washington. Uh, going against Miami, they're going to have to be aggressive to win. Jameis Williams, this is the Detroit wide receiver. Uh coming down playing in New Orleans and of course I got the Jets defense because it's it's very cheap that's going to be a very low scoring game there Mac I think the Jets win I think the defense will play pretty well against one of the worst offenses on the road uh the game will be unwatchable it'll probably be an under game but in these cap leagues I think the Jets defense will fare pretty well I think well, yeah, they, you made Jack smile saying the Jets uh would be a cheap pick I don't know they're going to show up. Is how motivated is the defense going to be? That's the question. If they're really, really motivated, the Falcons are going to score very little on them. Yes. But at this point of the year, I don't know what the attitude is. No idea. They're going to just let up a little. You know, some of their regulars who know they're securing their jobs. Yeah. I, I think I think Washington will play better. I think Washington will will play a lot better. Usually, when teams get blown out like that on national TV, you know, looking at that, uh, I, I think they play better. I don't know if they'll win, unless you're Carolina. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so, so Robert, Robert, wait a minute, wait a second, Jack. Robert, before you go, I got a couple of questions from the viewers. First, Sean Spencer asks Ron Rivera uh, calling plays for the defense. Will that help at all? I, I, I think it. I think it'll help temporarily. Uh, they'll play pretty decent today, uh, but we'll see. I mean, they've gave up two of their better defensive linemen there. You know, All right. I, I would now, Chad. Right. I would take Henry there. Now, I would take Ken, Henry's uh, Tennessee's. Uh, he had two touchdowns last week against your Carolina team, actually. Uh, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're getting him the ball in the flat. Henry Henry, Henry can catch the ball, even though it doesn't look great when he does because uh, he's <laughs> such a bigger player. But he yes, can catch yes. and get downhill, you know. I, I know the defensive backs don't do not want to hit that guy at all. Uh, Robert, <laughs> Robert, up, thank you know. for joining us. Robert goes to the church after every Sunday show with us to pledge his soul. <laughs> uh, thank you for stopping by. Everybody, check out Robert Butler on Sportscope. He's on uh, every platform, big on Twitter. Uh, so check him out when you get a chance, Robert. Again, thank you for coming in. Have a good show, hey, Robert. Yeah, folks. All right. There you go, folks. Robert Butler from Sportscope. Always love having him on every week. And thanks for all the viewers and participation today. We love it, guys. This is your network as always. So let's see if we can get some of these picks in before Pags comes in. What, what we'll do, I'll take your, your, your we'll do the uh, three favorites for now. We'll do the underdog uh, down later. So Jack, I want you to start us off. Jack in first place. Um, so let's see what Jack has. Let me hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, Jack's at 2019 and one. Jack, what do you got for your three favorites? Yeah, I mean, I actually think you're giving me a half game extra credit. I think I'm eight games yeah. over 500, but I'll correct it, even though it's going against me. Unlike Jim, Jack, I'm not trying Jack. to grab everything that's, you know, I haven't earned. You know, I want to right. earn my keep on All this. right, Jack, uh, so give us your pick. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I, I'll go with the Dolphins and give nine and a half points against the Commanders. If the Dolphins can't beat a team like that decisively on the road, they're not as strong as we think they are. They should win this game very handily. Washington plays I'm, good at home, Jack. Uh, yeah, I'm aware of that, but uh, with their high-powered offense, I mean, I can't believe around Rivera calling the plays. He keeps two in the group in check. It's, it's hard for me to see that. I'm going to Take the 49ers and give three points to the Eagles. Eagles have had a few big games in a row. They're due for letdown. I mean, my buddy Joe Santalaquito, an Eagle beat reporter, he thinks the Niners are winning big. I don't think they're winning big, but I do think they cover the three points uh, in this game. And I'm going to okay. go with the Texans over Denver. You know, Texans at home, I'm going to give, you know, the three and a half there. I just think they're better. And I think Denver's kind of maximized how far they're going to go. If anything, the rest of the season, I think Denver's going to slide backwards. All right. Okay. So, Jim, right now you're at 16-31-1. and one. Why don't you give us your three favorites? I got uh, Detroit over New Orleans, and that's hard because it's hard to play in the Superdome. But I feel good about Detroit in this game. Um, right. I, I also have um, Pittsburgh as a favorite over Carolina. I mean, excuse me, the Cardinals. I think uh, Pittsburgh will win this game. And they, they don't score a lot of points, but I think Arizona going back east is going to be a little bit difficult. It's a 12 o'clock game. and just getting it going. Um, Pittsburgh's defense will get after Arizona. Okay. And then I, I have uh, Tampa Bay at home to uh, cover against Carolina. Okay. It's only a two and a half. No, it's not, Jim. It's six. Like five, like five, like five, and five, five and a half, Jim. It's five and a half. Oh, I got it here is uh, three and a half. But uh, well, you, said two and a half. you said two it and a half. Now you went up to three and a half. Now it, it's five. Now and a half. I see what the open was. I forgot. You always change the okay. rules. Yeah, and let Jack do whatever he wants. <laughs> That's my problem. Right. Byron, you so, know what Byron Williams said about you, Jim? <laughs> he 
said your partner byron williams who has one of the sharpest minds around he says jim picks games based on travel that's what he looks at based on a travel itinerary that's then the chargers are going to lose the chargers have so no so so are you, are you still taking tampa bay with a five and a half jim or do you want to change yes i'm taking right. tampa bay okay tampa bay with a five and a half uh sonia what do you got Okay, so I have Atlanta over the Jets. Sorry, um, Mr. Jets fan. I just feel like um, Atlanta is, you know, they came off that win last week against New Orleans that I think most of you guys betted against me, and I told you all they would win, and they did. You and based it, Sonia, let me just cut in. You based it on the hip-hop artists. No, I said no. You are right. But it wasn't. But I, didn't base it, I didn't base it just off of a hip hop artist. I said <laughs> that it was that they were recognizing hip hop and rap 50th okay. anniversary, and that I thought that the hype around all of that would be what they needed to kind of corral them, and it did. So not necessarily yeah. off the hip hop artist, but they, I mean, they looked bad, but it was an NFC South matchup, and the Falcons and Saints have a, a very um, big rivalry, and you know as much as I do that when it's a divisional rival, you kind of step it up. Even if you don't beat anybody else the entire season, that one team that you want to beat is your Super Bowl. So um, that's what they did, and it was here in Atlanta, and um, they got it done. It wasn't pretty, but you know they got it done. But that was a uh, behind the back throw. That's what that throw was. How they won yeah. that game. And Ludacris is dope. Jason Gonzalez and Snoop Doggy Dog with that big block downfield was was the key to that win. I saw him do that. Ludacris, Ludacris. You know that Atlanta is one in three on the road. All right. Yeah, I know. I I just feel like I mean I I, I talked about this on my own show. When it's the end of the season or or like kind of half over the, you know, teams are trying to like get above 500 and stay above 500 so they can at least stay in the hunt or the wild card or what have you. And I really feel like Atlanta versus the Jets. I just feel like the Jets have had their own quarterback carousel. You know, is Aaron is out and we know that. Then, you know, Zach looks like he looks good, but then they pull him out. And I just think that Robert Salas is not, 100% sold on who his quarterback is. And when you're not sure of who your leader is, that can cause other issues that kind of seep in. So um, I think Atlanta will will win by a slim margin, probably just a field goal, if not a safety, who knows. Mm -hmm. But I think the Atlanta defense will show up today and be the one that carries them through that win. Well, on well the remember, they got to beat Atlanta by more than two and a half, son. I mean, they got to beat the Jets by more than two and a half. Oh, yeah. So, so the field goal. Sorry about that. That's All right. They're favored by three, the Falcons. So if they win two by three, half. that's it's a two and a half. It's two right. and a half, according to our thing. Two and a half. So, no, ahead, well, so, so I also have um, Indianapolis, um, Gardner Minshew over Tennessee. Um, that's an AFC matchup divisional rivalry as well. Both of those teams have been up and down the entire season. I feel like, though, that Indianapolis will cover the spread and will win um, against Tennessee today. Um, Miami, definitely. I feel like Ron Rivera calling the plays for the defense is, is not going to be that big of a deal because Rivera is a more offensive minded coach. And I feel like um, he I mean, he has played both roles before, but I just feel like he did better on the offensive side. And I feel like 
Um, sometimes when coaches kind of take over that other aspect of, of calling plays, it's just at the end of the day to save face. Um, it's no secret that they said Rivera's on a chopping block this year. And so they're grasping at straws to get a win. But um, Tua and that offense that Miami has, especially with the speed demon of Tyreek Hill, is unstoppable. And I know that they will they will definitely cover the spread and get that win. And I know you guys are not doing the upsets yet, so I'll hold for that. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. So let me give you Linda's picks real quick. Producer Linda, her picks are uh, Atlanta minus two and a half, Houston minus three and a half, Casey minus six and a half. My picks are the Chargers minus six. I've got Miami minus nine, Houston minus three. And I'm taking, believe it or not, as bad as I've talked about Bryce Young all season, I'm going to go with them as my underdog pick at five and a half. So uh, that's my picks. And sitting below us right now, waiting to come on, is the Philly sports guy ready to give us his picks as he went four and all last week. Sonia, by the way, went three and one. Where do you get your underdog pick in, Mac, before Russ, though? Oh, I'm sorry. You never got underdog picks. I didn't get my underdog. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he gave it. What's going on, Pags? Philly sports guy. I mean, Pax well, is always interrupting in the middle, in the middle of this. He's creating chaos. <laughs> well, Pax, Pax is Pax is a great reason we have him on every week because he is the Philly sports guy. Over two hundred thousand followers on TikTok. We love having him on every week. Don't listen to him, Pax. Don't listen to him at all, please. Oh, I, so listen, Pax. If I listen to if I listen to Jack, I, I you know, I, I'd be you know back crazy. <laughs> yes, yes, I saw that. You just showed that. Okay, so so Pags, before we get to your picks, I got a couple things in Philadelphia I want to go over with you real quick. Uh, the commish says he wants the the, uh, the tush push ban next year. What are your thoughts? Uh, you know what? That's okay because the way that they have to do that changes the rule about pushing players. And he's got to change that rule total. So they have to remove what are they have to re uh, add the original rule which means that if you're over on the side and not like if you're out in out in the open and you have a player helping push that plays dead there the moment they start to push the play is dead at that moment that's where they're going to have to do all of this so the moment that they take that away we're still going to have the benefit of the doubt because we still got the biggest line when you do a quarterback sneak you're just not going to have the guys behind you, and we're still going to make most of those, most of those. So they can't ban the quarterback sneak. So I'm not really concerned about this. This is going to affect the rest of the play uh, throughout the you know, all over the field, not just the tush push. So I'm all right with yeah. that if they want to go back to the original rule. Yeah, I agree. They're pushing and pulling. At one time, it was illegal. Uh, a while there anyway uh you know uh we had uh we have a, a eagle guy coming in after you sort of he's 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 on uh, uh sports empire host of a lot of shows over there can't wait to get him in there at 9 30. uh gene I, I i don't want to pronounce his last name right now because i i know i get it wrong but he knows a lot about the nfl he'll be in he talked about deshaun watson uh of deshaun jackson being one of the worst trades in the nfl history um but deshaun jackson is uh, he's getting uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, he's getting he's some kind of award here. Eagle, 
he's retiring as he's retiring yes, as an eagle. As an eagle. Right. If yes, and Friday was his birthday. Friday was his birthday. He signed as an eagle to retire as an eagle. Uh, he probably never should have been traded away. This was a Chip Kelly move uh, that really, you know, Chip Kelly didn't like his attitude. And Chip Kelly did a lot of things that, uh, you know, probably wasn't best for the organization. It was best for Chip Kelly. So that there's a lot of different things that, that occurred that probably shouldn't have under his reign. So LOL at PAGS, if you want to check them out. Uh, Jason Gonzalez says that he realizes that PAGS is full dress, ready to play if they call him out of these stands. That's right. Let's go. I know. Uh, you're the home dog versus San Francisco. What does that say? Uh, does that give you any worry? Maybe uh, somebody knows on PAGS, or is that just uh, them evening out? Uh, what could be a pick there? I don't know. No, see, like, this is one of these lines specifically that I feel that uh, a lot of you know, national money came in on early. And that's why this line is where it's at. Uh, I kind of feel that, you know, it, it being a lot, it's three right now. I don't think it's going to come down. Uh, I don't think it matters. I think that the national consensus is that San Francisco is a better team. And it's going to be a very interesting game today. I think that, you know, the weather is supposed to hold off at game time. So the rain is not going to be a factor in this game. I think this is this is like the very first playoff game of the year. But my That's question is: I Philadelphia, the Eagles are the number one run defense in the NFL. They're the number one, and they're saying that San Francisco is going to be able to run. I disagree with that. I disagree. I think Philadelphia is going to struggle running the ball against. Uh, excuse me, San Francisco will struggle running the ball. And, I, you know, they're going to make some plays. The passing game is going to be, you know, that's going to be the difference. But they can't run the ball against Philly. Yeah, you're going to see. I, I think this is one of these games where it's not necessarily going to get listed as runs because they'll get thrown in as passes, but they're going to be screen passes. And you're going to see a lot of screens today on San Francisco's side. They want to get outside the box. That's where I kind of feel that they're going to attack. Outside the box. And they're going to try to engage Kittle a lot in the middle. That's yeah, that's where I, I agree feel that. that they think that similar to the, what they did to Dallas, the defense is really out and attack the middle. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be under a ton of pressure because San Francisco's pass rush is starting to peak now, and they're really going to be up for this game. Uh, Zach Ertz was released by Arizona. He requested his release. He got it. Uh, Eagles could sure use them. You see a reunion happening this season? Not sure. Don't think so, actually. Health, I, right? I think Dallas Dallas Goddard's coming back. Uh, and the the reason why they have Jack Stoll as the other tight end is not because he can catch the ball well, because he can block. Zach Ertz, that's, that's a deficiency in Zach Ertz's game. So uh, my expectation is, is that I don't think you bring back Zach Ertz to make Dallas Goddard be the blocking tight end. So I don't think that this is a fit. I kind of expect that he's going to wind up with Kansas City. I, I was just going to say that, Pax. I think that would be – imagine that double tight end uh, set out there with uh, with Kansas City. That would be uh, awesome for them anyway. Pags, let me have your your four favorites. What, 4-0 last week? Let's see if you can if you can match it again. So I'm doing the three favorites, right? I got the three favorites. Yeah, three favorites. Right. 
Pags so, is uh, not in the standings. He's not under any pressure. That's why he's he getting him right. If he was in the standings, if I was in the standings, I'd be not in the standings. Low pressure. You hear me going four and out, Jack, because I pick games right, and you guys are not very good at it. So uh, that's why people listen to me, and they don't listen to you guys. Because every time he's like, hey, you're three and one, you're four and oh. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's like winning in the exhibition season. You have an wait exhibition season record. We're regular season. That's what yeah, I say, I, I missed two weeks, and you guys took me off the list. I missed two weeks, and I, I would be smoking you guys. I'd, be I'd like to just add one thing. I'd like to just add one thing. I, I, if yeah, I could yeah. just interject for one moment, I just had one comment about this Eagles 49ers game real quick, Matt. I want to yeah. say that um, the Eagles are, are having a huge question with Fletcher Cox. He is the leader of that defense. And with him being questionable for today's game, even if he does play, he could not be at 100%. So I don't really necessarily agree with the defense of the Eagles today picking up. I feel like It'll be the offense that that gets the the winner with either one of those teams. Um, of course, Philadelphia, I have them as my Eagles um, defense for my fantasy. But I think with Fletcher Cox, I mean, we saw it once he went down in the game um, last week. We saw the difference in that defense. And so I just want to plug that in real quick before you guys continue your, you know, back and forth over who's winning these picks. Right. So just to, just to respond to that, uh, he is going to play. You know, if there's anybody who could go all week without having to practice and then play on Sunday, Fletcher Cox is one of those guys. Uh, he's actually I, – I, I have no doubt in my mind that he's playing. He was questionable because he didn't practice, but that's that's okay. And, you know, the one thing that I will say is that the 49ers did not address the problem that they had in the NFC Championship game, that they had backup tight ends or secondary tight ends trying to block these guys. And I tell you, since then, these guys are fired up. They they circled only one game on their calendar, and it wasn't the Chiefs game. It was the 49ers game because of all the smack talk. And when the 49ers started to backtrack this week, that made me think that there's a little bit of nerves going on. That there's like, whoa, maybe we uh, – you know, Debo Samuel doubled down, which he needed to because of all the smack he was talking but all the rest of the 49ers was like, yeah, uh, this is going to be a good game, blah, blah, blah. After all the smack talk they were doing, they're now backing up a little bit. That tells me there's they're nervous. Speaking of smack talk, Pags, give us your three favorites. All right. Today, I like the Lions over the Saints. Okay. Yeah. I think the Dolphins smoked the Commanders. I also I like the okay. Rams over the Rams over the Flacco led Browns. Okay, all right, hey, that's that's those sound. And then I'll those wait for the underdog. Like, uh, I have a those, couple of underdog picks, but I only choose sound one. like three good picks. You know, you it's funny to. with the Lions. Jim also picked the Lions to give the points with the Saints and. You've been on this Mac, this Derek Carr carousel for a while, and he's not a quality starting NFL quarterback. I've been telling you that since we started this show three years ago. You've been pushing Derek Carr, and uh, Sonia picked against Derek Carr last week in part. I mean, he's not 
He's a borderline starter. That's about it. Well, as you see, I uh, we're having underdogs can go while Jack's talking. Right. There it is, the best theme song of any cartoon ever in the history of cartoons. So, uh, underdogs, Jack, who's your underdog pick for today? I actually agree with you, Mac. I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers with the five and a half points. The Buccaneers, they don't score much points even when they're healthy. And the Panthers have got to show up at some point. Interim coach, there's a little juice there, you know, for this game. They'll be somewhat up, but Bryce Young wants them fresh. And I think they'll keep it close. I think they're going to win the game outright, the Panthers, but they're going to upset the Buccaneers. But if they don't, I think they're going to keep it real close. Jim, who's your underdog pick? I'm picking the Denver Broncos over the Texans. Normally, I take a C.J. Stroud has been playing well, but I just feel good about what the Broncos are doing defensively, like you said. And Russell Wilson is playing better. So, okay, Linda has Linda has Philly Philadelphia plus two and a half. Uh, she likes she likes uh, Philly being underdog at home. Uh, Sonia, who do you got for your underdog? Um, I'm agreeing with Jim here. I have Denver over Houston. Um, I think that that um, Russell Wilson is starting to cook. And I feel like with the injuries that the Texans have, uh, with CJ's uh, main guy here, I feel like um, Russell's going to look like the vet he is, and it's going to be time to take CJ to school. All right. I like that. Can I, can I just say one thing? I, I'm right. sticking with my pick, my underdog pick, the Panthers, but they're going to find a way to lose the game, but they'll cover the points. I don't know. Something about the Panthers. What I don't would you change? What did I tell you about five and a half points? When I told you about five and a half points, a five and a half point spread is always I'm going, I'm going with spread. the underdog as the pick, even though I don't think they'll actually win the game. I think they'll find a way to lose it at the end. I feel goal. <laughs> don't worry. You know, you, know, you know what Jack's like? Jack's like that guy that pulls the girl's hair in school because he wants their attention. That's why he's doing it, Sonia. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I believe it. I'm just what's like, really? Why? We were doing so well. Guys, yeah. <laughs> what's your underdog thing? So, you know, I, I like all of the picks. I, I would really, because I said I had a few of them. I think that the Broncos are going to do it. I think that the Patriots are going to win today. They're going to beat the Chargers outright. I mm-hmm. think that, uh, you know, the, the Panthers are going to keep it. But I'm going to stick with my team, the Birds. They take care of business today. And I think, like I said, I think it's going to be a knockdown drag out game. This is the first playoff game of the year for the entire NFL. And I think that the Eagles are going to, you know, pull this out at the end. All right. And uh, Gems goes is going with New England. That's her. That's her, their pick. Her pick is pick. I'm not sure. But, uh, that's their pick to uh, to be the underdog. Glad you played along with us. Uh, we didn't have normally got two or three people playing with us. Nobody else played with us. I think that's because Pags uh, shows up and he starts yelling at people. That's why they didn't play with us. But they get intimidated by the no. Four zero. Pags. This game has major implications for the Eagles because if they lose, they're one game ahead of the Niners as far as the buy home field advantage. 
meaning that if they should then get upset the following week, and it wouldn't even be an upset lose to Dallas in Dallas, uh, the Niners technically would be ahead if they each have the same amount of, you know, with the same record. So it's extra important for the Eagles to take care of business and put the Niners in their rear, rear view mirror. Because if they don't, they're going to be on a lot, a lot of pressure the rest of the way. I, I agree with that statement. Uh, the one thing I think of it, with this is that I was listening to some media people this week that said, hey, you know, if the Eagles lose this week to the Niners and that this one guy specifically guaranteed it, and then he says then they lose next week to Dallas, that they'll become the number five seed. That's yeah, not the case, actually. No, totally it's not the case. They don't, they'll still be the number two seed. You know, mm -hmm. they have to lose. That Dallas has got to lose or win another game. But they'll have to play an extra game in the playoffs. They'll have to play an extra game in the playoffs. They would have to play an extra yeah. game in the playoffs. but And that's, if, that's point, if the 49ers don't lose. The my 49ers point is, serve too. as long as the Niners are only one game behind the Eagles, if they win today, the Eagles know they can't afford to slip up the rest of the way, the rest of the season. That's what I mean about being in a lot of pressure because they would lose the bye. If they had the same but, record. But here's again. here's the thing. Here's the thing with the 49ers. Okay. So next week they get Seattle, who's going to come off of a 10-day rest. Then they got the Cardinals. That's a win, we'll say. Then they got the Ravens. That's a tough game. You know, that they're just assuming they're going to win. And then the Commanders, that's another win. And then the Rams in the final week of the season. And that game may actually mean something to get this number one seed. If everything falls the way everybody expects that it will, but like I said, if the Eagles win today and then win in Dallas, it'll be the earliest that anybody has ever clinched the number one seed. The next three games wouldn't matter for us. I, I got either. I got to say something, and Sonia, listen to this: in the New York area, the four o'clock game, the late day game today. Two games competing. You got the Eagles and 49ers, and you got on the television market here the Panthers and the Buccaneers. Who in their right mind, unless you're a fan of the Panthers and Buccaneers, are going to be watching that game over, you know, the Eagles and 49ers? They may as well put on a movie or something on the channel. No. I mean, so let me tell you. Watching the Buccaneers and Panthers instead of no. the Eagles and 49ers. That's insane. I'm but, not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you go that route because first of all, Tampa Bay is a divisional rival for the Panthers. So if for no other reason, all of North Carolina and South Carolina are gonna be watching that game. So that's in New things. York. I'm talking about the New York market. I know. New York football fans. <laughs> you think I'm gonna turn? Oh, you're not gonna, Jack, yeah. you're not gonna watch it. Yeah. So you just set up two Jack. TVs. You're still gonna watch us. Jack. Like we're. It's not gonna be the Jack. dumpster Jack. fire you think. Jack, stop pulling her hair, okay? Down below, we've got we've got the uh, we've got the NFL genius ready to come in. Uh, he's he's host on a few of the Sports Empire uh, shows. There, he does a really good job. I know how hard how hard it is to try to keep a format going, especially on this show, Gene. I, I, wait till you go. This is a fun show, so let's bring on Gene, the NFL genius. Talk to him a little bit. Another Philadelphia Eagles fan. Let's see. Let's bring on. How are you, you doing? doing? Phenomenal. Thanks for having me on. How are you? I've been listening all morning. Doing real good doing. And listen, uh, uh, excellent. We've got we've got a, a Dallas former Dallas Cowboy 
player here. I am a Giants fan that hates the Eagles. So um, you can stay on as long as you don't sing. Fly, Eagles, fly. We'll keep you on, okay? I promise you that. All right? That's fair. So That's fair. Let's, let's, so, so let's get this going. A um, couple questions from you a little different than Pat. Are the Eagles better or are they worse than last year in your opinion, Gene? Right now, I think they're worse. I mean, I, I, I'm an Eagles fan. I love the Philadelphia Eagles, but I think that it'd be hard to say that they were better than they were this time last year. Even their team, I think they can still get there. Like you replaced Javon Hargrave with Jalen Carter. It's not that big of a loss. Avante Maddox might be coming back. That'll be helpful. But there's a lot of guys on this Eagles team, and particularly the coordinators, Brian Johnson, uh, offensive coordinators, come on a lot of scrutiny for a lot of bubble screens early in games. Uh, the offense not starting strong. And then Sean Desai still getting his footing. Obviously, we can agree that the Philadelphia Eagles defense has all the ingredients. We just got to be able to make a good meal with it. And some weeks, we're making filet mignon. But when you look at the way they played against Buffalo and at Washington, it looks like we're making, you know, Salisbury steak. It's totally different. Gene, how can you say that when they're 10-1 and and they won all those close games? Well, I could say because they're a good team. It, it is, but they were 10 and 1 this time last year. So we're asking, we're comparing them versus where they were last year. And last year they were blowing teams out of the water. I'm not saying they're not a great team. I just think that they're not as good as they were last year. A lot of teams aren't. Hi, Gene. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm Sonia. I just have a quick question. How do you, um, Pags brought up something earlier that piqued my interest. Um, notwithstanding today's game, but when you guys ultimately meet up with Dallas again, um, because of the way they've been playing lately. Um, yes, they've been playing subpar teams. However, their offense looks really good. Dak is looking better than ever. He's putting up numbers that are are definitely, you know, meshing with the contract he has, seeing that it's about to expire. How do you see the Eagles uh, matching up parallel to the Cowboys as far as their offense um, specifically? I just checked my calendar and it switched to December. And December and January are not Dak Prescott months. I, listen, nothing against Dallas fans out there, but this Cowboys team is the same old story. We're really good. We're really good. We're really good. And then December, January comes, and they're not so good. And I don't have a Super team. Bowl. Let's not forget they that part. The Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. Yes. For that source of information. Yes. This is a different year because the complaint against Dak was interception. He hasn't thrown a lot of interceptions. And he's playing at a high level. And you can't choose who you play against. You play against whoever has you on your schedule. And you say subpar teams, that ain't, that's not his fault. He's doing what he's supposed to do against subpar teams. Yeah, but will he be able to do that against the more stellar teams like the question, the question was against Seattle, but he did it against Seattle, right? Yeah, but Seattle's been up and down. Let's be clear. Uh, now, they're not, they're they not, up and down. They have not they been. They're barely above 500. What are they, six and five? So that's that not his fault. He won. And he, he won. Well. So I guess if it's, if it's one point or whatever, it's still a win. But It's still a win. The Eagles look really good. And I, you know, I just specifically want to know, like like Gene just said, they, it's January, December. They they literally are a different team, you know. It doesn't have anything to do with me not liking the Cowboys. I just it's every year. This is our Super Bowl. This is our Super Bowl, and then we see them. I kinda... just, I'm saying that they'll play. They'll play better next. Okay. Week. They got a ten day rest. All right, we shall see. 
We shall yes. see. But so, the, so know, Jesus, the point is, they're playing San Francisco today. Jim, Jim, calm down, Jim. Jim, calm down. We're not all against you. I think Dallas has a good shot. You <laughs> want to talk to with me? I, said, I was talking to Sonya. I know. Okay. He coming for okay. me. Well, you know, there's, there's after the show you can do that. Gene, let me <laughs> let me ask you a couple questions here. Um, you know, the Eagles have had a bad reputation. Pags has defended it. And I know all fans do this. They kind of get on the other team. Well, recently against the Bills, there was a, a fan that reported by the three three players on Buffalo was actually, you know, he was threatening his family. Uh I know Pags disagrees with anybody that does that. What it, are the Eagle fans the worst fans in the league is what I'm asking you. No, and he didn't threaten his family. There's video yeah, you know, that, that came out as a lie. That came out, that as, came a out as a lie. Shaq, and, and Shaq Lawson put his hands on a fan, and he's not been suspended by the NFL yet. Um, there's Philadelphia security guards right there the entire game. Philadelphia fans are passionate. We wear – our passion, like a stamp of approval. Like we love when the national media tells us we're the worst fans or it's the toughest place to play. Like we want to be able to be part of a home field advantage and make it a tough place to play. Obviously, I'll never disagree with someone threatening someone's family. I'll never disagree with any violence or throwing stuff at people. But the booze and the the hard time the Philadelphia Eagles fans give, I, I think it's a little overrated if I'm being honest with you. You always hear the snowballs at Santa Claus story, and nobody knows the full story. Like, I know people that were at that game. Like, that's not a real story, right? Like, it was a drunk Santa Claus they pulled out of the parking lot because the real Santa Claus didn't show up to the game because it was a snowstorm, and the guy was pulling his beard down and scaring kids. So, yeah, they threw snowballs at him. But it's not like they didn't throw snowballs at it. They threw snowballs at a fan that was drunk, pulling down his beard and scaring kids. Wait, wait, wait a second. Now, why did the Eagle fans, they're the only ones given this reputation with these hostilities. You think of all the other sports franchises. You don't hear this about the Steelers fans. Yeah. yeah. Did you example, hear about the guy who got killed in Kansas City? Fans. You hear about the Raiders fan who was killed in Kansas City? How about the fans that have been killed up in New York, actually? Incidents happen. Isolated incidents The media, happen. the national media doesn't that. announce those. The reputation of the Eagle fans. I mean, it's... They look at us as bullies. Wah, right. wah, wah. Wear your thick skin when you come to Philadelphia. That's what's got to happen. The funny part is they come into our city and they'll dress up our statue. They'll dress up our Rocky statue or they'll, they'll taunt us. And then when they get the reaction that they're looking for it's oh boo hoo i remember the vikings fans coming into philadelphia doing chants on the rocky statue defacing property downtown and then going to the game getting beat and then going these philly fans were so mean to me you asked for it show up and root for your team no one gives you a problem gene right. can you confirm this rumor the eagles one loss this year that was to my jets I know the Eagles took the game lightly. I'll acknowledge that. But he claimed Pags heard a rumor they came in late at night, smashed the Eagle players. They were potting, and they just figured they'd just show up for the game and automatically win. You reworded whatever yeah. I said. That's completely <laughs> different. That's not what you watch the Phillies game. Listen, wow. just because you took too many punches to the head doesn't mean that you get to change the narrative of the story. All right? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so if you're if you're talking about the Jets game, I think that there can be a lot of excuses made, but the one thing I'll, I'll give this Philadelphia Eagles team is they don't take them, right? You remember after the Super Bowl when everyone was offering them the excuse on the Bradbury hold, and Bradbury said, no, I held them. He's like, there's holding on every play in the NFL, and if they called that, they called that. I really respect that about this Philadelphia Eagles team, which I don't respect about the Kyle Shanahan San Francisco team that's headed into Philadelphia, where he's allowed his team to continue to make excuses for the NFC Championship game. That's why this narrative is still going. Well, if we had Purdy, we would have won. You shouldn't have blocked them with a back. You shouldn't have blocked Hassan Reddick with a backup tight end, and you would have had Purdy. That's not that's not who you're putting on Hassan Reddick. So I I don't know. I think that the Jets beat the Eagles, and I think Robert Sala is a great coach, and I, I hope to see them with a, a quarterback next year. I was really excited to see Aaron Rodgers play for them this year. They need to upgrade that line and get Aaron healthy, and I think the Jets will be fine. Gene, let me let me I, I when I watch the show, one of the best things that you do is is you you uh you put the matchups together, you kind of dissect the matchups on the game. So I'm gonna ask you to do when I put you on the spot here. One of the one of the games uh, this week that's gonna be pretty good from what I think anyway is Denver at Houston. So t- tell me how you would break down this game and who you think would win. That's interesting because Denver can't stop the run versus anyone. Like Minnesota, who's got an anemic backfield round for 170 yards versus them. However, Houston can't run the ball. Like Damian Pierce has taken a huge step back in that football game, which is why I think that's that's a game I would stay away from on any board because I think that Denver has the ability to run the football. They're playing much better in the secondary. So when you look at guys like Tank Dell who are having breakout seasons and Nico Collins down there in Houston, they're going to go up against Patrick Sertan, who I think is the best, if not one of the best cover cornerbacks in football. And if the weakness in the Broncos' defense is stopping the run and Houston doesn't run the football, I think this is a low-scoring game. I think it's a lot more lower than what the total is. I would lean towards the under. All right. Okay. So, we, uh, we of course, we, we take a look at all the picks. We want to have you in here on the picks. I know you do pretty well um, on your shows doing picks. So, we got we got some picks we already did, but I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and go over them real quick, even the ones we did. So um, we got Indy the Indianapolis Colts at Tennessee. T- Indianapolis is getting two and a half points. Let's see if we can go through these quick because we don't have well, we got maybe another 20 minutes. So Jack, Indianapolis getting uh, is given five to Tennessee. What is your uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Colts are one-point favorite from what I gather over uh, Tennessee, who's at home. Uh, Colts are very quiet, six and five. I mean, very hardly noticed. I'm going to go with Tennessee to upset them today in a close game. I, I really like Mike Grable over there, you know, outstanding coach despite their record. Jim, as I said, we're, we're taking the odds in the beginning of the week because that's we all got to stay on the same page or we yeah, won't. It's Minus two and two I'm and a half. two and a half. Right. So I'm okay. taking the Colts. I think the Colts will win this game. It's going to be close, obviously, but the Colts will pull it out. Minshew, I trust Minshew more than Levitz. Sonia, would you agree with that? Yes, I literally was going to say two and a half and, and definitely Minshew over Levis. Um, veteran versus rookie again. Pags, how about that Colts defense? 
I mean, they, they have a good defense over there. Do you think there's a way that the Colts can upset uh, Tennessee? Yeah, the Colts always beat Tennessee. I, I, I don't know what it is. The Colts just have Tennessee's number. I don't think Tennessee's won a game against them in like four years. Okay. All right. And then what do you what do you think, Gene? Um, I trust Coach Shane Steichen, obviously our offense coordinator last year. I, I trust Minshew more and I trust Will Levis. You're talking about Will Levis, the guy that couldn't beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State and he got picked in the first round, a second round. I no, I, I'm not a fan of Will Levis. I don't think he's ever gonna be anything special. Um, give me the Colts. I have more faith in Minshew than Will Levis. All right. Uh, the Chargers given six to New England, Jack. Uh, again, we talk about Justin Herbert, big stats guy. For some reason, the Chargers can't win the game, and they do have talent. They have more talent in New England, but they're going to New England against a uh, head coach that's going to take away their best receiver. Can the Patriots stay within that six points? Have they taken away other teams' best receivers this year in New England? That I, I mean, it's nearly criminal that the Chargers are four and seven this year with all the talent on their team. And New England offensively, are they really going to get anything going against the Charger defense? I mean, Chargers should win, should cover. I, but they should win by about twelve points, something like twenty-two ten. Jim, do you think New England can run the ball in the Chargers and keep it close? No, I think the Chargers will win this. Um, and that's not complimenting uh, Staley. The only reason, the only thing that you worry about with the Chargers, if it's close, Staley's going to make a bad decision. But I think the Chargers will be far enough ahead to win the game. Sonia, does, does, does Zappi make a difference? He gets the ball out quicker. It looks like he has a stronger arm. Does that make a difference in this game? I think so. I think if he can stay protected in the pocket and um, make a couple of big plays, I think that would definitely be the difference maker in this game. Thanks, Cleo Mack. How do they stop him from, from smacking Zappy down about 10 times? I don't think they do. <laughs> so, uh, but I actually think that the, I think that you, you see a different type of game from New England. I, I think that they win this game. I have it. I know that you like to do the spreads from like four weeks ago, uh, but it's five and a half right now. And what I say about five and a half point spreads, five and a half point spreads are always bad spreads for another team. I think New England uh, pulls off the upset or at least covers the, the points. Gene, can, can Herbert actually bring them from behind? Can he put them out in front and run the score up against the defense? I don't know, and I get a lot of hate on this for my show, but I, I've been really critical of Justin Herbert. I mean, I, I think it's really easy to, to blame Brandon Staley, but if you look at their seven losses this year, every one of them, they've had the ball with an opportunity to tie or win in the last two minutes of the game down three or seven points. Every single one of them. And it's, I don't know, it's pretty interesting how – he gets like Justin Herbert gets that moniker of being a great quarterback with just a bad coach because he looks nice when he throws the football. I I think he's a good quarterback, but the, if he's in any of your top fives, I'd I'd tell you to highly can reconsider. Um, Bill Bel the story of this game to me is Bill Belichick versus Brandon Staley. Who would you rather have coaching on your sideline, 
And I'd rather have Belichick, and he's been very good against Justin Herbert in his career. In fact, I think the last time they oh, played, he beat him 40 to nothing out there in L.A. So I'll take the Patriots to cover to five and a half or six. All right. Okay. Yeah, listen, you're preaching to the, cro- to the choir with me when it comes to Justin Herbert. Detroit, uh, Jack, Detroit – they're not they're not a great team. I'm sorry, they're not a great team. They're not in the top tier. They're a second tier team. They're a good team. They're a real good team. Maybe next year they make that jump. Going up against New Orleans with my uh my stat guy too, uh you know, Derek Carr, who likes to throw up through a lot of yards, but can't can't win a game if his life depended on it. Do you think Detroit has a shot at beating De- uh do you think New Orleans has a shot at beating Detroit at home? It's a big game for New Orleans, a very big game in that division. Whoever wins that, their division is going to do it with a losing record. And then coming off that loss to Atlanta, uh, Detroit, this is intriguing with Detroit. It, Thanksgiving was a total humiliation for them to lose to the Packers. They lost, what, five in a row Thanksgiving. This was a new era, a new Lion team. The nation was actually looking forward to seeing them play on Thanksgiving. And they came up completely empty. What a dreadful performance, you know, on both sides of the ball. And Dan Campbell, a terrible coaching decision with a fake punt. Uh, they've got to go into New Orleans and win. If the Lions are truly a second-tier Super Bowl contender, a, a little step behind the Cowboys, Niners, and Eagles, they'll get it done today against uh, the Saints. I think they will, probably by a touchdown or so. Jim, I know you, your heart is in New Orleans. You like picking New Orleans uh, every well, time you pick. Hey, that's one of your favorite. Do picks. you realize that Derek Carr is going to be the only NFL player in history to get the same coach fired twice? Think about that. I'm not trying to be. Yes. I'm You're not you firing that. Yeah, he got him fired for the Raiders. He gets coach, yeah. I'm going with the Lions. I'm going with the Lions on this. I think the Lions are a better team. In New Orleans' car, he's complaining about everything, but he's the quarterback, and he's got to get those guys lined up properly. He's Max Boy, Derek Haas, to go easy on him. Yes. Yeah, go play. easy on Derek. Uh, his, his his brother was a favorite of mine. Sonia, um, <laughs> you know, listen, New Orleans has a good defense. Detroit has a good offense. We're talking four points at home, Sonia. Is it, I mean, D, New Orleans should be able to cover this, right? I don't think so. I know that the crowd factor is is heavy in New Orleans. Um, you definitely need earplugs. I've been in that stadium a couple of times, and my ears have rang for days after I left without earplugs. But I really feel like the fact that the Lions just came off one of their um, second-worst performances of the season against the Packers, um, I feel like Dan Campbell gave a stern talking to the locker room. We've seen them in the past on some um, hard knocks type you know, shows and everything. And I feel like um, I just don't believe and trust in the quarterback situation that's in New Orleans. We've seen some some issues with Carr, even like injuries to the point that they brought in Jameis. And then even some Taysom Hill sneaks. You know, he plays every position but kicker on that team. And um, I just think that today it may be close, but I think that the Lions definitely go down there and roar all over those Saints. Pags, if 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 Detroit makes the playoffs this year, is Campbell the coach of the year in the NFC? 
No. No, I don't think so. I, I think that there's probably more deserving coaches. I even the Eagles coach, nobody wants to give any any credence to the Eagles coach. He's only 10 and one and has the best record against above 500 teams than every other team. And maybe that'll maybe that ends today if they win against the 49ers. Uh, but ultimately, I, I think Dan Campbell's done a nice job, but he's had a couple of key losses, and I feel like those key losses way more than than the wins that he's had. Gene is is uh Jared Goff a quarterback that can you know can win a Super Bowl not bring you there but can win a Super Bowl. No <laughs> I don't think he is I think that Jared Goff is going to need a couple home playoff games to be able to get even close to there. Now if you're looking at this New Orleans Saints game I think the Lions do bounce back here. I love Jamison Williams today. I know um I think it was Jack, Jack that said that earlier, um, where Jamison Williams coming back to New Orleans and playing in that Superdome where he played at Alabama. I think he has a huge game for Detroit this year. And um, I, I like the Lions in this one. I think they cover the, the four points. I think they're the better football team. And I don't think Dennis Allen's really the answer over there in New Orleans. Uh, let's let's go to uh, uh, let's go to Cleveland against the Rams. Uh, Joe Flacco is actually starting for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, as I said before, Jack, Cleveland's got a Super Bowl defense. Does Joe Flacco, is Joe Flacco the answer over there to calm down that offense? Joe Flacco has nothing left in the tank at this point of his career. It doesn't mean he can't throw a touchdown pass now and then, uh, periodically look, you know, good for short intervals. There's nothing there. And like you said, Cleveland has a great defense that's going to have to carry him no turnovers play the right type of game uh i'm going to give the rams a little edge there as far as winning the game but i'm going to tell you this three and a half points if i could have cleveland with three and a half points cleveland's going to be my selection so i could see the rams winning an 18 to 16 type game but cleveland covering on the points Jim, you were one of the best defensive ends in the league during your time. Uh, one 100-sack club. I mean, you were the leader of that defense where that went to them two Super Bowls on the line anyway. What makes Miles Garrett maybe an MVP candidate here in the AFC this year? He is probably one of the uh, most athletic players that I've seen in over the years. He can do things that he's similar to Bruce Smith, where he can do things that other players just wish they could do. He's got a lot of – I saw him in college. I, I Excuse me, in high school. I recruited him in high school. He had six sacks in uh, two quarters. I mean, the kid is special, and he's always been special since he was young. I mean, he's just an exceptional athlete. You ever watch him play basketball? He's just an exceptional athlete. Then that makes so I, so I guess I yeah. I guess you're taking Cleveland there too, definitely. Oh, no, I'm oh, look at you after all that. All right. Okay. So Jim's yeah, got the I'm Rams. I'm just taking the Rams. I think uh, the Rams will win this game. It'll be the majority of the fan will be Cleveland, the Browns. But I just think the Rams right now are playing pretty well. Sonia, you think everybody on the Rams is kind of old in the tooth. Aaron Donald. Um, you know, there was rumors he was going to be traded and, and, and all this good stuff. He ends up staying with the Rams. The Rams still have a chance. Is Aaron Donald, Donald going to be one of the 
big reasons on defense that the Rams have a chance at the end of the year? I just don't think so. And Aaron also hinted at um, leaving the team prior to them making their playoff run um, season before last. And we just haven't seen the amount of of moves from him this year. At least I haven't seen the the Aaron Donald that I've seen two seasons ago. I know that um, over the years, types of players change and it may change the dynamics on a team, but I just don't see that happening. I don't know about him being traded, but I don't see him necessarily staying with the Rams for the long haul. Now he may be there next season, but I don't really see him beyond two seasons with the Rams. Pags, um, Aaron Donald to me is is maybe one of the greatest defensive linemen of all time. You could, you, I think, I, I don't think he's a Reggie White, but he's pretty close. I mean, and they're prime. They're both two of the best I've ever seen play the game. I know you like the Rams today. Is it because of Stafford, or is it because of that Rams defense? No, it's because of Joe. <laughs> You know, I think Joe Flacco, I mean, he hasn't had much time to prepare. He comes in as the second oldest player in the league to uh, Jason Peters, who should have retired three years ago. And, uh, you know, it's like I think that there's – I expect two interceptions. You could have still had him as the Eagles backup quarterback and you traded him back to the Jets for fifth-round draft, which was smart on the Eagles' part. We got him in a sixth for a sixth round and traded him back for a fifth round. I yeah. call that a win. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, no doubt. I mean, you gotta you, you gotta like that rookie receiver over there, Puka. I mean, he came out of nowhere. Nobody knew his name when he came in, and it's still hard to pronounce for me anyway. But he can take he can take over a game when he's Cooper Cup's not there. He's the star. If Cooper Cup's there, he's 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 he's, he's like a, a co number one there. What do you think about this kid this year? I love Puka Nakua. You're talking about BYU Puka. Uh, this kid had a, a great start to a season last year at BYU, and he got hurt. And a lot of he, he slipped down a lot of people's draft boards because he constantly deals with hamstring injuries. That's kind of who he's been throughout his career. But Puka is a, a physical force. He's got great hands, and I love the Rams today. They're one of my picks. I think the Rams – so I put a bet in a few weeks ago um, on – the Cleveland Browns did not make the playoffs when they were seven and three. And they announced that Deshaun Watson was done for the season. And I got really good odds on that. And I really think Cleveland has a tough time moving the football. I love Jim Schwartz's defense and what he's done for Cleveland defensively. But if you can't move the football, I trust Matthew Stafford, Cooper cup and Puka Nakua to do it. And that Rams team looked incredible last week, adding back Kyron Williams. He's been out for the last four or five weeks. The first week they get him back, he scores three touchdowns. And has over 200 yards. I love the Rams today. One of my best picks. You know, we were just talking about backup quarterbacks. If Jalen Hurts should be put out of the game, a big disadvantage as opposed to Brock Purdy being put out because Sam Donald will come in, and I don't think they'll miss a beat hardly at all, the Niners. But if Marcus Mariota should come in, that's a that could be a disaster for the Eagles. You're you're absolutely right. If the Philadelphia Eagles have to rely on their backup quarterback to win a football game, they're not going to win a football game. I don't mean that. Like, the Philadelphia Eagles are Jalen Hurts' team. That's what they are. If he gets hurt, he's not there. There's no Nick Foles to come in and back him up and take us to the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, but I disagree to a certain extent. All you got to do is throw to A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. I'm serious about that because you got two number one receivers, and they're going to make You remember last year when Minshew came in, everybody's like, oh, well, all you got to do is just throw to those guys. You know what Minshew did? Lost two games. That's what he did. He beat the Jets and then lost two games. So it's not just a matter of that. You have to be able to know what you're doing uh, to be a quarterback in this league. And Mariota is not going to be the the savior like like Nick Foles was. Just not going to happen. There's two players on this team that if we were to lose, the, the season might be over. And that's AJ Brown is number as really number two, and Jalen Hurts is number one. Right. You gotta remember how Mariota was in Atlanta. He got. You have to remember how Mariota was in Atlanta. He got benched. And um, not only did he get benched, he took the the coward's way out. He basically left the team, abandoned them, said he was having some surgery or something, and the team knew nothing about it. And this poor sportsmanship, and I feel like when you can't even, you know, keep your mental on point to handle your business, you can't play a ball game and win a ball game. All right, guys, listen, great show today. We're coming here at the top of the hour. I want to be able to rebroadcast. I got to stand there two hours. Thank you to Keith Angle for coming in with all his college, one of the best college uh, uh, analysts in the, in the business. Robert Butler, always a great job bringing us the big stories. Of course, Paz, who comes on with us every week. And, uh, and, and Gene, thank you for coming in. We love having you in. And, of course, Sonia, her first show, uh, live show with us for the full two hours. Jack, my compadre for the last couple of years. And, of course, our legend Jim Jeffcoat uh, with his insight as a player, Super Bowl champion, and one of the best sack artists in the history of, of football, Jim. I'll give it all to you. Thank you, folks, for joining us. And as I say every week, I hope your team 